Welcome to the Real You Podcast. I'm Josh Karam, and with us as always is Ted Karam. Last week we were talking about be still and know and the truth of that principle, but this week we thought it would be better to take a little bit of a step back. So Ted, I think the only way to start this is not really a, a specific question, but where does this all begin? What was the beginning of all of this? We want to really help you understand the the relationship we have with the whole of things. So we'll, we'll step back and we'll talk about how the first principle, the first of, of really four fundamentals, and that is all is one. All is here, all is now. Why? Because all is good. All is God, divine presence, universal mind. So today we're going to be focusing on all is one, uh, talking about maybe cultivating some direct experiences of our unity. So we'll start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. In the beginning, there was the Word, this coming forth of vibrational energy, which then gives birth to the entire universe, the world, the, the universe, the world as we know it. If we were to talk about that from a scientific perspective, we would say in the beginning there was the Big Bang, coming forth of vibrational energy and giving rise to the entire universe of form. And we talked about this before when we, when we were talking about the water drop and the pond and how the water drop coming into contact with the still pond, something we see all the time, just the raindrops all around us through our whole lives, that's the act of creation right there with those two vibrations coming together. So, and we've talked about that before, the water drop coming in contact with the still pond and that's the act of creation. And then we know what happens the natural act of evolution naturally follows. So, and that, that's the ripples expressing themselves through the fabric of space and time. So the water drop is like the seed, that's like the acorn. The still pond is like the soil. And when we plant, the, when we bring the, these two forces within us, these two energies within us, again, the yang aspect, the stimulating nature of the seed, the water drop, and the yin aspect, the divine feminine, the receiving bed. When we bring the forces of yin and yang into harmony within us, an act of creation occurs. Something else is born, right? So something gets created. And what's born is the ripples that unfold in the pond. And that, that's the pattern. That's the form that we see as the oak tree expressing itself through time and space. So we talked about that. Now, bringing, you know, relating the water drop in the pond back to in the beginning was the word, this coming forth of vibrational energy. What we want to propose here is that the Big Bang, this coming forth of vibrational energy, isn't something that was, and now we're just living at the effect of that, but is something that perpetually is. The Big Bang perpetually is. The vibrational energy, the word, the universal energy is always being expressed every day, all day long. That's what we were saying. We, we drop these water drops all day long. We're constantly offering a vibration. We're constantly sending out energy. And we know as we sow, so shall we reap. We know that for every action, the vibrational energy we send out, there's an equal like vibration and returning, coming back to us, reaction, vibrational energy. So this process of creation and evolution is happening all the time. 
So the Big Bang is this similar thing is always happening. The Big Bang is still occurring in some sense. Every moment of every day, we are being renewed. We are being recreated. The Word is being made flesh, and the Big Bang is coming into existence and expressing, right, that vibrational energy all day long. Now remember, our physical senses translate that energy, that universal vibration, through the principle of cymatics into form. The universal energy of the divine, we experience it as form. Now, again, we look at the analogy of the ocean of one. Remember we talked about that, how there's really just one being, one life, one light, one power, one infinite eternal ocean. And part of the nature of the ocean is that when you look just at its surface level, you see waves, right? So there's waves upon the surface of the ocean. Now those waves, you're a wave, I'm a wave, the tree, the rock, the plant, the flower, everyone, everything that expresses in this vibrational realm is a wave. And the waves come and go. They rise and they fall. And what, you know, on the surface, when we're just at the surface level of consciousness, when we talked about this before, when we're just in beta brainwave patterns, we only see everything at the surface level. We see separation, we see limitation, we see chaos, you know, on the surface. It's just all these waves bouncing around. We don't see any connection and we don't see any hole. And so it's a, it's a very scary place to live because we're living at the effect of a world. Our, our own thoughts and feelings are at the effect of a world that we have very little to no control over. And so it constantly fills us with worry, with fear, with anxiety. But that's when we only see life, when we only know life, when we only know ourselves to be an individual wave on the surface of the ocean. But we talked about when we sink down into the depths of our being, like let's say you're that wave on the surface of the ocean and you begin to be still. You begin to cultivate stillness. You begin to cultivate presence. You begin to enter a state of grace in the present moment. What does that mean? That you as that individual wave, you start to sink down into the depths of your being. And what happens? Peace, calm, as you sink down in the ocean. You're not just tossed about on the surface anymore. There's a sense of calmness. There's a sense of peace. And you also begin to realize and you begin to see there's a sense of unity. You begin, You have a different perspective there you are as a wave, but there's another wave right next to you. And there's all these other waves. And well, they're all the same. Why? Because they're all filled with the same water. In fact, they're all one. They're all one life energy, one water filling all the waves. When we sink down into the depths of our being, if we talk about this from a uh, psychological perspective, what's happening is at the surface level where everything is separate, all we see is lack and limitation and separation we're in a brainwave pattern, a high, you know, higher frequency called beta. And, but when we start to sink down in the depths of our being, when we cultivate a little stillness, when we live in the present moment, when we are here now, when we find the center of our being, we start sinking down, we go, through, we go down into alpha and then into theta. And when we're in theta, that's when, our, when we're meditating, right? When we, get in, when we get free, when we're body asleep, mind awake. When we're in alpha and theta, we're in a different state of consciousness. We're in what we call in children is a super learning state. We're open and receptive. We're unified. And that's why it said you must become like a child in order to enter the kingdom. The kingdom is the present moment. The kingdom is unity. The kingdom is this vibrational realm of oneness where all good, all God, all divine presence is. 
And when we tune into that, when we, when we become like the child, in other words, we enter the alpha, theta brainwave pattern, then we're unified with the whole of being. And that's also when we begin to know thyself, the ancient Greek dictum, know thyself, know, know thy true self, the real you. And when you do, your whole perception of reality changes. And it's not something to intellectually think about. You have to experience it. So it's kind of like love. You could talk about love. We can write books about it. We can make songs about it. But it, you don't know it until you experience mm. it. <laughs> it's yeah. the same way with, the, with coming into unity with divine presence. We know it because we're being it, because we are it, because we've unified with it. And this is the true meaning of communion. Communion means to come into union with the divine within or to make our atonement, to find at one with the divine within. And when we find our at one with the divine within, with the universal being, with life itself, the life that we are, that life energy that's expressing itself in that wave that we are on the surface of the ocean, then we feel this tremendous sense of peace. We're realizing on a deeper and deeper and deeper level our unity with all that is. And so our individual point of consciousness expands. Remember we talked about when we cultivate stillness and we're present and we're just here now, a doorway opens and a portal opens and the individual little body, that little wave that we knew ourselves to be, this is sinking down. Our awareness expands and all of a sudden we begin to experience ourselves as the very landscape around us. We don't feel ourselves separate from anything or anyone. Our awareness expands, our consciousness is raised into the universal consciousness, the universal being of one. So that's when we talked about how important that is to still the pond first, to unify with all that is, because now we connect with, we're one with, the whole universe. And so now the vibration that we offer as an individual is felt by, is heard by, is recognized by, and thus responded to by and reflected in the mirror by the whole universe, by the whole world. So your heart's true desire, when you feel that as complete within yourself, when you be the change by, hold, by being that vibration and holding it, the whole universe is feeling that. And so as you're still because you got beyond yourself first as you became still, present, unified with all that is. Now you are one. So your vibration is the water drop that gets to be reflected in the, the whole of life, the pond itself, which is the universe. So you know you're there. You just feel it. It's like love. You know that you're in that place. So I'm, I'm in a bit of a sciencey mood today, I think. So I just want to ask a question on that quickly. You're talking about beta, alpha, and theta brainwaves. And the idea is when you're in theta, you just know you're there. You feel you're there. What is that progression going from beta to alpha to theta? I guess I kind of wanted a better understanding of what does it mean? What is happening when you're going into these brainwaves? Yeah. So, again, if we were measuring your brainwaves with a EEG, a Muse, or one of the wearables we have today, you'd see your brainwaves, what happens is they slow down. So beta is a higher frequency, maybe 10, 15, up to 30 hertz. Beta is like a higher frequency. When we, when we slow our brain waves down, we, we enter into alpha. And how do we do that? that? This happens naturally 
at the beginning and the end of our day. At the end of the day, we go from beta, we're thinking, we're analyzing, we're, we're working, we're doing all the things we need to do in life. And then when we lay down in bed, we start to let everything go, hopefully, not all the time, but we, we finally settle down and we go, we, our brain waves settle down. What that means is there's less information that we're processing. We're, we've got our eyes closed. We're not processing sensory data anymore. And so our brainwave activity slows down. So the, the vibrational quality, the frequency slows down and we enter alpha. And then eventually we pass through theta it's like that twilight state where you're not fully asleep, but you're not fully awake anymore. You're kind of in between worlds. And then we usually just pass right into delta, which is deep sleep, you know, where we have REM, REM sleep, rapid eye movement, deep restorative sleep. Uh, we're connected. We're just one. We're unified. And then in the morning, the reverse process happens. We come out of delta through theta, alpha. You kind of waking up, realizing where you are in your bed, and what, and then you start thinking about your life and who you are, and what you need to do today. And then you slowly, you know, come out. So you come out of delta through theta and alpha, where you're still kind of groggy and you're half in, half out of this world. And then you get into really thinking, and then you know, bzz, the mind starts going. Now you're back in the beta. So. Children exist in the theta realm more, in alpha realm. So young children, you know, when you're ages three to five, three to seven, you you're, you're live more in the imaginative world. Um, you live more within. You know, the inner world is still very real to you. When you're a baby, when you're infinite, when you're an infant and you don't even know how to use your limbs yet or you don't even know your body, you're still connected with the one. You're still, you're still even though you're a wave on the ocean, you're still one with all that is, and everything's mine. Everything goes in your mouth, mine, 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 right? And then, then you come out. We come out of that as we grow. We come into slightly uh, higher uh, frequencies, alpha, theta, theta, and then alpha. And then, you know, predominantly by the time we're in our 20s or later in life, when we're, you know, in our 30s, we think we know everything. We just, we know how life is because we've had, you know, X number of years of experience, and that experience tells us this is the way life is. And for us, that's the way we live within the confines of those beliefs, within the patterns of those subconscious programs that we talked about, depending on our life experience. Something to remember here is even though we're the, we are those waves, you know, on, on the surface of the ocean and we have a form, the wave forms are constantly changing. Our bodies are constantly being renewed. Remember we said in the beginning here that the Big Bang perpetually is. We don't necessarily see that outwardly, but that, you know, the Big Bang happened and now there's just evolution. Now there's just the ripples unfolding. But in, in our lives, we can use that as an analogy. The creative word that, that turns into, you know, the word made flesh, the vibrational energy of the universe perpetually is. It's, it's constantly renewing that wave. The expression every all day long, every day. So imagine you're a wave, right, on the ocean. It never stays still. The one constant is change on the surface of the ocean. And so the wave, you know, it goes like this. It moves and then it moves again. That's new water. That's new water coming up and down in the wave. So there's new water recirculating in, replenishing and renewing the wave, the form. So our bodies are the same way. There's this flow of energy. There's only... Right? Quantum physics tells us everything is energy. And 
this energy is in constant flow. Energy is never created or destroyed, but it's constantly changing and flowing and transforming. And so the energy of our being, our body, we think that, well, we had something happen to us a long time ago and we're just stuck with that forever. Uh, A bad experience, an accident, something. But really what happens every day is our, our, our bodies are rivers of energy and they're constantly flowing, constantly changing, just like the wave. It's constantly moving, and it's, there's new energy flowing into it to maintain its form and to sustain it. So when we realize that, and we realize like we talked about last time in Be Still and Know, we realize that we are contributing to what we're seeing and experiencing in life, the perceptions we have, what the mirror is reflecting back to us. We begin to realize that, ah, it's not too late. It's never too late for me to make a difference. It's never too late for me to change. And when we tune into at the same time the wisdom of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change, become the vibration you wish to see reflected in the mirror of life, now we we realize we don't even need anything outside of us to change. We don't need that person to change. We don't need that circumstance or this situation to change. We, t- we begin to turn within and realize that we have the power within us to change, to change our energy, to change that energy that flows in and renews us all day long. And so when we only know ourselves as a wave, if we only know ourselves on the surface level of consciousness, that, that's all just nonsense. That, you know, that, there's no reality to that. That's just mystical, airy-fairy mumbo-jumbo. Because that's our reality. Because we don't, we're not, we're not tuned into. We don't, we're not having direct experience. Remember, so so it's not activate that our awareness and our ability to affect change is unconscious. We don't know that we're recreating ourselves all day long. The energy that we're offering a vibration, and as we sow, so shall we reap. And the law is, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. We don't, we forget that. We just, we're just unconscious of it. But when we take the time, we become still. We unify with being. We remember all is one. When we remember all is one, then we are inspired, empowered, motivated. We come back into spirit and we know a deeper level of truth. All is one. One sphere, one sacred torus of energy flow. And that depending on the vibrational quality of the consciousness, our consciousness, we would perceive it as one, or we would perceive it in separation. So the individual point of consciousness that you and I have and every person has, we are as an individual sampling the infinite consciousness. We are sampling infinity. And because we, we all, through the senses and through our, our experience here as a wave in space and time, there's only so much that we can perceive. There's only so much that we can translate. Remember, we are translators of energy. And we do that through the principle of cymatics. Remember, frequency establishes form and function. So if we go back to this, we're, we're sampling. So we're creating an experience of time and space. The whole, the universal, is outside of time and space. The quantum reality, it's, it all is here, all is one, all is now. But we, as an individual, we sample that infinite consciousness and we only experience one small picture one small slice of reality remember our our eyes see within a small bandwidth our ears hear within a small bandwidth the filters of our physical senses translate 
into form energy in a very small, narrow bandwidth. But we call that the phenomenal world. But there's so much more than the phenomenal world, right? There's so much more than what we hear. There's so much more than what we see, what we translate. Remember we said dogs can hear in higher realms and and other animals, other creatures. It's interesting why when there's a tsunami coming, all the animals are up in the high ground, right? They already know. They're plugged in. They're tuned in. They know. They're sensing energy, and they're they're communicating on a level that we humans are ignorant to, mostly. But again, this is uh, this is expanding our awareness, opening that perception filter where we grow from an individual. We grow in awareness from just a highly focused perspective of an individual to the universal. So when we become still, when we cultivate stillness and we sink down into the depths of the ocean of one, we, we expand from individual to a universal perspective. We become the whole pond. We unify with being, with life itself. Imagine in a sphere, we move to the very center of the sphere. In other words, we come home to the center of life where all life is one. And there, from that perspective, that's where all the energy is flowing out. And it's coming back. That's where, That's the point of power of the whole creation of the whole, not only our lives, but the whole universe. And so when we come home to that in ourselves, that's where we truly know thyself as one, one with all that is. Awesome. So we're talking about energy, and I, I'm always curious because in science I learned, you know, energy is neither created nor destroyed. And Based on the questions that I've uh, taken from the listeners, there's one about a Celestine prophecy, which I thought you would like. And it's interesting because it has to do with energy. And we're talking about the flow of energy, the atom, the torus, and all that. So I just want to segue into this question, which I thought was interesting. I was watching the Celestine prophecy, great movie, by the way, and was wondering, is it true that there are people in life that can steal your energy? And it's based on those scenes with... Uh, when it's the two people together and uh, the guy who can see the energy auras, he sees one energy consume the other energy. So we know that energy is transferring as we were talking. But is it possible for a person to actually like absorb your energy force? <laughs> a lot of people probably would think this at times, yeah. On one level, the answer could be yes. In other words, when you begin to see on a higher level of vibration, when you begin to open your eyes and you begin to work with principles that are energetic in nature and not just physical, so not you're not just trying to manipulate form with form, but you, you realize your relationship to the whole and you start working at a level of energy. We talked about this, right? Dropping water drops of a higher, higher vibration. So there is a hierarchy to it. And one could appear to manipulate another. One could appear to uh, harm another. But ultimately, that whole model breaks down. When you go to the topic of today's conversation, all is one. When you don't think about it, when you don't hope about it, when you don't rationalize about it, but when you are it, when you are experiencing it. When all is one, you realize nothing can harm you. Even though on some level, remember, we get to live into our beliefs, okay? So this is, a, this is an interesting question, okay? And other people say, well, I've had, you know, psychic beings, you know, uh, possess me and I've had, you know, whatever. We're not saying that in the level of separation, okay, at the level of form, just the ocean waves, yes, there are some more evolved beings, but not fully evolved beings, 
And so energy dynamics have a play there, right? So they there may be some like voodoo. Does that work? A voodoo doll? <laughs> the, ulti- the ultimate voodoo is you believing in it, right? What, what's today's modern day voodoo is you go, we walk into a hospital and very well-intentioned doctors. They're there to help us. They're <clears throat> they're there to heal us, but they may they may say because they they have an authority. They're powerful in our minds. We're conditioned to believe that they know, and they do in many time, many cases. But when they say sorry, uh, that little pain you came in for is end stage terminal cancer, and you have three months to live. Get your affairs in order. Oh my God! What happens a lot of times? The person believes it. They accept that voodoo curse, and they check themselves out. Life becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for us. In other words, we live into our beliefs. Why? Because our beliefs are the vibration we're sending out, and it's reflected back to us in the mirror of life. It reflected back to us in our body temple and in everyone and everything around us. So this is a great question because it deals with the fundamental of fear. Okay, and let's go right to the heart of it. When we get beyond ourselves... Right, we talked about getting very still, becoming quiet. Yeah. That's a that's a process of of dying. You're dying unto who you've known yourself to be. That conditioned bundle of reactivity, those subconscious programs, and when you do that, that's very frightening. But when you can settle yourself down over and over again, you overcome yourself. And you're quiet. And you're quiet. You're literally going through a psychological death. You're going through a physiological death, and a rebirth happens. When you transcend yourself and you touch into the one, then you're, you're unified with all that is. When you're one with the plant, the tree, the, that person, all of a sudden you love everything. You're one with everything because it's part of you. Then in that case, fear falls away. What's fear? False evidence that appears real. What are those? Those are shadows without substance. Why are they falling away? Because the light of truth is filling you in unity. And that light is causing you to see the truth, to be the truth. But in the dream of darkness, when there's not that light present, the false evidence does appear real. We live a lot of our lives in fear and worry and anxiety. And we live into that. We actually experience it. That's how powerful we really are. We experience our own beliefs made manifest. So on one level, yes, as long as we're still disconnected from the whole, we will believe in and we'll take the precautions. Like I'm going to put up an energy field. I've, I've gone to meditations groups and people say, all right, we're going to put up an energy field so no bad energy comes in. No bad spirits can come in and get us. I just let go and I tune into love. Tune in the light right here now. And in that, there's no separation. I'm not going to create the separation in me, and then it won't be reflected back to me in the mirror of the world. Now, we all have to find a balance in that. And that's why some people will say, all I need to do is pray and know God, and I will be saved, I'll be redeemed, I'll be healed. Is that true? Yes, it is absolutely true. But you've really got to know it. You've really got to be it. It's not an intellectual process. It's not like, well, I'm going to pray, and, well, God, how come you're not answering my prayers? Or divine presence, how come you're not? The divine doesn't hear our words. The divine reads our heart and mind because it's one with us, and it responds with the same vibration. That is what the mirror of life is all about. The mirror of life doesn't show us what we hope for or want for or pray for. It shows us who we're being in the moment. A mirror just reflects, and that's the law. It's called the law of attraction, right? The law of reflection. It's the law of vibration. Mahatma Gandhi. 
be the change. The energy that we send out is what comes back to us reflected in the mirror of life. So if we have doubts, if we have fear, if we have disbelief, and most of us do in some areas, then we there's this balance. We take we we do the right things to protect ourselves, right? And that's all good and it's all right. But at some point when we let go completely and we unify with that light, fear falls away. The desire to protect ourselves, the desire to shield ourselves, and then it can turn into, with the ego, it can turn into, well, the best uh, defense is a strong offense. You know what I mean? Then we can even attack one another. It's all fear-based. It's all based in, and what is fear? Fear is separation. Separation causes us to believe in fear. It's like the right hand. If the right hand only knows about itself, it goes around doing what it needs to do. And it could attack the left hand. Because it's foreign, it's separate. It doesn't. It's like what? What is that? And it could attack it. It could, or try and protect itself, or shield itself from it, thinking that the left hand could usurp it or or control it. But when the right hand unifies with the body, when it remembers its whole, its true whole nature. So this is like us remembering the real you, right? The wholeness of being. The, you transcend the illusion of separation. Now. The right hand is the left hand. There's no separation. There's not even a thought of fear. There's not a thought of harm. There's no, there can't be because there's only the unity of being. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. No one. No one can steal energy. No one can destroy that from you. That is that. That's not possible. It, Ultimately, yeah. no. But again, I, I want to clarify this because this can be easily misinterpreted. You need to believe it. You need to be it. You need to be one. In other words, we're all at different levels of consciousness. It's like if we look at the lives of Jesus who did miracles or the other lives of great masters who walk this earth who do what we call miracles. But we're seeing people today do these kind of miracles. You know, these heal themselves of terminal illnesses, heal themselves of all kinds of suffering and lack of limitation. You've got to believe it. Hmm. You, as a matter of fact, you've got to be gone. The you that you know, who you know yourself to be, gone. You've got to be one. You, there's not like me and something else. If there's a me and something else, there's separation and you're going to project it and you're going to live into it and you're going to say, see, I was right. Because you get to, you get, we get to be right in this world. <laughs> but we're arguing for our own limitations. So again, nothing, nothing is separate. And when you feel that in your heart, when you know that, you are free. Like it's talked about in a biblical sense. How could a lamb walk among the lions like Jesus? Like walk around. How could a lamb walk among the lions and not be devoured? When you as that lamb, when you as that individual being are unified with the whole, are the lions separate? No. The wild beasts feel that. So wait, should, does that mean everybody should start going swimming with sharks? No, I mean, you, you, need to, you need to feel that love and that unity and not the fear. Because if you project the fear, that's the vibration that's projected in, in the animal kingdom. Animals sense that right away So the, because they pick up in different vibrations. So choice is a function of awareness. The greater our awareness, the more we can choose freedom, the more we become free. And free from separation, lack, and limitation is the ultimate freedom. But we must, as Mahatma Gandhi would always say, we must be that change. If we're not being that change, if you're thinking about it or worried about it or concerned about it, that's the vibration you're sending out. Why? Because it's based in separation. So then 
what energy is going to come back? That energy reflected in the mirror of the world to prove you right. To It's a reflection, right? So the bottom line is our greatest work, our greatest freedom lies in us remembering our unity. Because unity is the greatest immunity from all the ills and trouble of the world because in that is wholeness, is, in that is well-being, in that is vitality, in that is love and community and understanding. So, you know, this is a good point. Like, we're talking about all is one. Who cares, right? Well, yeah, okay, you can know thyself. It brings a sense of peace and relaxation and calm and sentiness when you sink into the ocean of one. But a deeper benefit is that you begin to see through the illusion of separation. So now as you're looking at people in the world, your family, your community, everyone in the world, as you look at, you see through the limitations that are inherent in the form. So you don't judge them. Whenever we judge, we judge ourselves. What are we judging? The human condition. We're seeing things we like or don't like and we judge ourselves. Why? Because life is a mirror. Okay, so it's the energy we're sending out. So with love and <laughs> with love and understanding and compassion, not through some intellectual process, but from a direct experience of unity, we see through the limitations and we love the being as they truly are. And we may love them even when they don't love themselves quite often because we're seeing the light in them. We're seeing the perfection in them. And what do we draw out of them? We draw that love. We draw that light. We draw that truth out of them just by seeing it in them because we're connecting with it in ourselves. Just like that lion, it feels at peace. It feels at home. It feels harmony. People like Jesus and the masters that, you know, they, it was always love that they preached. It was always love that they taught. It was never, uh, or Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, it was always love. It, it, it's, it's be that love, be that light, be that energy, and allow that to reflect back to you in the mirror of the world. And does that mean that we will uh, live forever? The waveform rises and the waveform falls. We all return to the ocean. But is the water lost? It is if we are only on the surface level of the ocean, if we're only caught in beta and separation. But, there's, but, but we, can, we can still be with our loved ones eternally. We can, st- we can sink down into the depths of our being and transcend ourselves and open ourselves to the infinity of life the eternal nature of life, and be one with all we love and hold dear. And so the water's never lost when we know thy true self, when we're in harmony and we connect with the one. We are all one. That's great. No, this was also a great question. Thank you so much. That really spawned such a good conversation. It, it, it's in the hearts and minds, Josh. It's, in, it's, at the fun, it's the foundation of fear. No matter how we wrap it up, you know, it could be just a simple thing, an interaction or something energetic or something bigger. But really, it's all about overcoming ourselves. It's all about overcoming that reactivity. And it's so beautiful because when we tune into that, we're feeling it within ourselves. We see it in all creation. We see it in every wave. We recognize the water that we are in every wave, which is the light of truth, which is the one power, the one life, the one love. And it allows us to relax even further into the miracle of life and to fall in love with life again, because we realize that here and now, right here and right now, all that our heart truly desires, it's already done. It's already here. It's already now. And all we need to do is like a, like tuning the radio dial on our radio is and we go from static and chaos where it just seems like disorder and fear and worry 
we just a slight retuning of ourselves, a slight retuning of ourselves, and we tune into that beautiful music, that harmony, that clarity, and, and everything's changed, but nothing's changed outside of us, but we've changed, and so everything's changed. And that's the secret of really plugging into and the whole, the, the one. We talked about you know, as within, so without. Lots changing without. Lots changing without, globally massive change right now right so we need to appreciate there's massive changes happening in the in the consciousness of humanity and so when we tune into that one when we just look outward it's always chaos and and uncertainty and worry and fear which turns to aggression and anger and all the and we just get lost right we just go to sleep and we don't we just react like puppets on a string as the programs get kicked up and they run the subconscious programs but when we can cultivate stillness when we can have a direct experience of our unity it brings such clarity it brings such peace it opens our heart and the loving light of truth flows through it we emerge as a our true selves we tune into that we, we tune, tune into in, that we tune into our, there that's right we tune into the real you so now all of a sudden a light starts shining through and of course we're all challenged every day we'll, we'll hide that light we'll, we'll release that light and the bottom line is we're constantly going to be challenged, but as we overcome our reactive conditioning and we show up in life, leading with our hearts, constantly cultivating presence, living in this moment, unifying with all that is life, then we become instruments of divine peace. We become cooperative components for that new higher level of consciousness, that new higher order of love, of unity, of community to express itself. Awesome. Great. And we're talking about tuning in. So that's, I think that's going to segue us into our second question that we've chosen here. Um, Hello, Ted. I'm a dancer, and every morning I get up at 3 a.m. to get in line for an audition. After hours, I hopefully get called into the room, and I'm so tired and sleepy and sleep-deprived, I find it hard to snap into a high-energy mode. I then go into my day job and then repeat the process all over again. How can I get into a good headspace in these mornings, especially how do I tune into the real you when I'm just so tired? Wow. I think we all have that question, right? The formal practices at the end of our day, remember we always talk about the bookends of our day where we sit still and we meditate and we let go. That's when you might listen to the be still and no meditation or just listen to silence or do another meditation, whatever, whatever can help you get into the present moment and, and really get into the peace and the grace of this moment here and now. So practicing more at the bookends of our day, you know, formal practices can always help because what that does is, especially in the morning, it sets the tone for the rest of our day. You know, right? I've, I don't do anything until I meditate, right? In the morning. So the very first waking... So familiar with that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the very first, it's basically getting present, getting still, seeing how you want your day to go on. This is mental rehearsal. Athletes do this. Top performers in any field do this. You, you actually... Live it first. In other words, get still, apply the apply that, that equation, be still and know. Be still and know what? The real you, the I am, so that you can see that reflected in the mirror of your day. So in the morning, before you go to the rehearsal or before you go to the uh, audition or whatever, or before you go to the boardroom or you get to school or whatever it is that you're doing on the stage of life, however you're performing, take some time 
to tune in with the divine. Take some time to tune into that allness, that beingness, that is everything. You're not going to meet anything but that today in life. You're not going to encounter something foreign. There's not some external force. It's just that one disguised in the many. It's the one within you. So take the time to tune into that one within you. Because when you do, you'll come into harmony with the greater you, with the real you, with the excellent genius you. Because that's your true nature. That's your light. And you will be lit up from within. Remember this. Whenever you feel down, whenever you feel drained, it's, you can change your state on a dime. You can, you can bring energy flow. How? By tuning into the real you. No, normally what happens is we, we'll blame, well, I stayed up late last night or I drank too much or I ate the wrong thing or what, or I'm just stressed because of my job or my, or my family life or what's going on in the world. And all of those are good excuses and good reasons, but you have the power to change your state. How? Be the change. How do you do that? Become the vibration. How do you do that? Get still, be still, and know. Remember the truth. Knowing is remembering your true self. Know thyself. And Take just a little time, even if it's just a few minutes. You can be riding the subway or you can be on a bus or you can be in your car. You can just be sitting waiting in line, as you, as you said. Close your eyes. Turn within. Feel the real you. Feel the energy of your being. You are, you are brilliant. You are magnificent. Why? Because you are made in the image and likeness of the divine source. Like the wave is to the ocean, the water drop is to the ocean. You are the same kind and quality as the divine. And what is that? That is always perfect, always radiant, always giving, always shining. Feel that about yourself. Know the truth. Know thyself. Know the truth about you, the real you. Not who you thought yourself to be, not anything that's happened in the past, but the real you, the unprecedented you, the one that right here, right now is lit up from within. And then be authentic. Be the, you know, know that you're already enough. Know your magnificence. Know your greatness. Know your brilliance. You are a radiant being. And know that all you need to do is be true to you. Be true to thine own self. Be true to your heart and just shine. Just shine. Just get into that state where you feel that energy, where that flow starts coming forth when you're feeling lack of energy and you're feeling tired. It's because you're not in alignment with you. Because your thoughts and feelings are worrisome, are telling you a story about I'm tired, you know, and there'll be all the excuses and all the reasons. Let all that go. And just get still, get beyond yourself, overcome that conditioning, overcome those reactive patterns, and shine. What happens when you get still? You open that doorway, you expand, your consciousness is elevated, your awareness is expanded. And what happens? A doorway opens and your light emerges. Your light shines forth. And that's what you want anyway. That is, that, that's the end game anyway. That's the goal. And what happens is every, everyone and everything is going to feel that energy. And they're going to, it's going to sympathetically resonate that energy in the hearts and minds of everyone watching, everybody present, everybody there. And now you become an instrument for that light to emerge. You're not giving it to anyone. You're just, you're just, you're just setting yourself on fire, lighting up yourself. You're being the change. And now watch what happens in the mirror of the world. 
You're right. It is. It is all about being the change. And you're also right that we will mention that quote probably every podcast that we do. It's it's <laughs> it's so it's so appropriate. It's inevitable now. Yeah, it's it's great. so perfect. Yeah. Well, Ted, thank you so much for this conversation again. It was really great, and I love how we tied it back into be or I should say you tied it back into be still and no really. Great stuff. If you like what you are hearing, uh, remember that we also have a movie podcast that we do on Thursdays. So perhaps if you want to hear more about Celestine Prophecy, we'll eventually get to that. But things like Matrix, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Kung Fu Panda, large variety of things we talk about there. Every Monday, you can listen to The Real You podcast, which is this. We also want to keep hearing those great questions from you guys. So please feel free to continue sending your questions. I... I love reading them. I love hearing the answers to them as well. And feel free to learn more about Ted Karam at therealu.net, which is T-H-E-R-E-A-L-U.net. And we're talking all about tuning in today. So make sure not only to tune into this podcast, but also keep on tuning into The Real You. Thank you. This program is copyrighted in 2020 by Christmas Point. Thanks for listening. <laughs>